On the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, I'm delighted to be joined by cardiologist Dr. Paddy Barrett, chatting all things cardiovascular disease. The way I look at this is that the the two statistics that everyone should really be aware of is cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death globally and in most developed nations, but it's also the most preventable. 90% of it can be prevented at an early stage if you just follow the right steps and formula. So I look at it as a, a scary opportunity. As ever available on all podcast platforms. Shachtan, an Indo Askeliga. Time imon irukti yen of chacht erachor. Agus suligam a makan sha gurfeder echor inuik kart len of winter fein. Skilti fis turmi. Tashe dochretche nach vetoch ara igornamion on kestchen echol. Vientalam aginam griv orkar nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. If you like the Indo Daily, you can follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just to flag that today's episode of the Indo Daily contains content that some listeners may find upsetting. Multifarnham, a small, peaceful village nestled in County Westmeath in the heart of Ireland, is best known for its 15th century Franciscan friary with its life-size stations of the cross and a place where locals seek out blessings for their new cars. Nearby, the glassy waters of Loch with its history steeped in the legend of the children of Lair, make for a favourite resting spot to break up a car journey from one side of Ireland to the other. This quaint and slow-living part of Ireland is the last place passers-by expect to see a vehicle ablaze on the side of its narrow road. But last week, that's exactly what one truck driver stumbled across. And it was a sight made even more horrific because a mother and two of her children were still inside the burning car. Today, two tiny coffins lie in St Mel's Cathedral in Longford, cradling the young bodies of siblings Thelma and Mikey Denani, aged just five and two, who died in that tragic car fire last week. But what exactly happened on that roadside? I'm Siobhan Maguire, and today we look behind the headlines into that tragedy. I'm joined by Conor Fian, news reporter in the Irish Independent, who has been covering this story from Westmeath. A criminal investigation is underway into the circumstances surrounding the deaths of two children aged two and five in a car fire in County Westmeath. Conor, this is a terrible tragedy and we're all thinking of the family and friends of little Thelma and Mikey at this time. Can you take us back to last Friday and the circumstances surrounding their deaths as we know them? Yeah. Um, If if we go back to last Friday at around four o'clock, between three and four o'clock, 
and I suppose the first inkling that there was there was something amiss, that there was something going on was when, God help him, some a, a truck driver who was driving along a quiet, it's almost like a bog road, Siobhan, uh, between Cool and Multifarnham in County Westmeath, came across a car on fire on the road in front of him. So naturally anybody would panic, try and help, assist in any way they could. And it seems he did manage to get Lynn Eager out, but unfortunately uh, he was unable to save the, the two children who were in the car, uh, Mikey, uh, age two, and Thelma, age five. And that was the first um, the first inkling that there was obviously something amiss. Uh, it was a very sudden event um, for, for this man to come across just driving along a, a quiet country road. And uh, from then, the, the guard investigation kicked in. Obviously, emergency services guard, they were called to the scene. The fire was extinguished. And uh, by that stage, Lynn had been um, airlifted to a hospital in Dublin uh, to be treated for, for burn injuries. And um, and the, the bodies of her two children were then were then taken to the, the, the local morgue. I mean, it's so very sad. And the two children had two other siblings. Yeah, they have uh, they have two older siblings from a from a, a previous relationship, um, but they were they were the only two children in the car on the day. And if I could paint the picture because I, I was I was down at the scene uh, over the weekend and and earlier this week and the the road where this incident happened is it's 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 an extremely remote road that just links Multifarnham, the town of Multifarnham with another townland called Cool. And the section where where this happened is is kind of in a wooded area. You'd have trees either side of it, no street lights, no line painted on the middle of the road. Um two cars would have to slow down to to pass each other. Uh, if you come across a tractor or a truck, somebody has to pull in and stop. And it is just a very, very secluded part of the countryside, a lonely place. And to see the uh, the scorch marks on the road and on the trees above, um, and, and, you know, obviously there's still some element of debris and, and soot and a smell of oil in the air. It's harrowing to think of, of what, what happened there on Friday afternoon. Yeah, I'm from rural Mullingar myself, Connor, and uh, and the road you're describing is exactly like the roads around where my my family still live. And uh, the kind of the most uh, strange scenario you might ever come across is a little bit of fly tipping, you know, some somebody dumping a plastic bag or something. So for something like this to happen where everybody knows each other, you wouldn't you would know the car coming towards you. That's how small and locale the whole thing is. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it became obvious fairly quickly that the, the car that had been on fire wasn't involved in any sort of a collision. There was no other vehicle there. So naturally, the guard investigation began in trying to establish how this fire started and 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 that investigation is still ongoing. Obviously, we have learned since that um, Gardaí have now announced that this is a, a it's a murder investigation. We're investigating this, uh, this as a suspicious circumstances around these deaths. Uh, in particular, we had asked the public for their support uh, in helping us in the investigation. Anybody who was moving in the, in the Lacken multi Farnham area last Friday between about 2 o'clock and 3.30, 3.40. If they took dash cam footage, if they've seen anything suspicious, please report to Gardaí. There will obviously be a lot of physical forensic evidence from the scene and from the car 
that will have assisted Gardaí in bringing their investigation to that point. Um, lots of questions still need to be answered. And, you know, obviously witnesses will need to be spoken to and Gardaí will be anxious to, to interview anybody who was at the scene when that's deemed appropriate. And they will just try and bring that investigation on, obviously to a conclusion. But from the outset, it seems that Gardaí had more than a good idea that this was not any sort of an accident. There was no other car at the scene. There was no crash that would precede a fire, usually in these circumstances. And and the car just seemed to burn on the side of the road, um, on the carriageway. It wasn't parked into one side or or anything like that. Right? It hadn't rolled into a ditch or rolled off the road before it, before it went on fire. We're expecting a very large funeral today. Connor, um, and and we already saw the turnout for uh, vigils earlier in the yeah, week. Yeah, there was a vigil on Sunday evening um, for the for, for the families, and you know the the uh, the community around Multifarnham where the incident happened, and in um, in in the surrounding area where where the family lived in Rathowen, around twelve kilometres away. Um, they all gathered together um, at the Montessori where little Mikey had been and where, where Thelma had previously uh, attended. A silence fell on Multifarnham this evening as the principal and teachers of St. Cremens National School, along with the community, led a vigil walk to remember the two children who died in a car fire on Friday evening. And they they walked in a in a candlelit procession around 500 local people. That's a lot of people for that locality, um, up to um, the, the the school where where uh, where Thelma had been attending, and you know Saint Saint Cremens National School. Um, the principal there, Carl Dermody, he he attended the the uh, the vigil as well, and you know there's there's only 210 pupils in that school, uh, so it's it's quite a quite a small school by 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 standards, but it would serve quite a large area, and while um, the the Denonese and uh, the Eagers would not be native to the area specifically, um, Lynn Eager herself is from Kildare, I believe, and uh, the Denonese are from. Longford, which isn't too far away, but, uh, you know, there would have been visitors to the area and moved to the area rather than have grown up in the area. Yet at the same time, the communities of um, of Multifarnham and Rathowen certainly rallied together. And I I think that's what kind of happens when you have a situation where you have kids in growing up in an area. It's it's the fact that you have children in an area. That's what brings people together. That's how you get to meet people. Uh, It's, you know, it's at the school gate. It's the school activities. It's the little birthday parties that go on within within schools. Um, And they're all what gather people together and what gel people together. And certainly there was a, a, a massive outpouring of grief in the area for the families. The feeling of people around Multifarnham at the minute is everyone is numb, shock, saddened by what happened. It's just unbelievable. And you are tossed away other children. They're left behind and her husband and all. And I hope she gets okay. When it hits home, as they always say, like, you know, it's, it creates a sense of unbelief, a sense of numbness about the tragedy and losses. And people will, you know, will be wondering, what can we do? Sad. Really sad about it. And grief counselling has been offered to uh, people in the 
community, but primarily for the, the kiddies. For the kids and, and the teachers as well. It's important yeah. uh, to remember that, you know, the teachers in, in situations like this are they're very, very up, upset when, when something like this happens. And uh, it would be a uh, normal protocol when when an incident like this happens that uh, the Department of Education has a, a national educational psychological service um, and un- under these situations it would be a, a normal protocol for psychologists to be sent out to a school um, not only for the children the children primarily but also for the uh, the teachers and the staff and other parents too people who and anybody who might need any sort of assistance or, or want to talk about anything and Connor, you know, you've you've been around the block quite a bit in terms of your your on the road reporting and, you know, getting in the car and hopping down to locations where we have terribly tragic incidents occur. How does this fare in terms of what you've come across from the community, outpouring of grief? It's a very difficult situation for everyone, isn't it? It, it is indeed. Yeah. And, you know, Ireland is a small country and uh, we, we seem to have quite a few scenarios and situations where where tragedies uh, and, and multiple deaths uh, occur and, you know, families almost wiped out in situations. And it's always um, it's always interesting to, to, to see and, and observe how any community is shocked when it happens in their own community. We have all read about these things happening elsewhere. We have all wondered how in the name of God these things happen in the first place, how families cope. And yet every time I visit the new one, the latest one, the one that has just happened, you get that sense of shock that any community feels and everybody is just numbed and shocked by it. And at the same time, then there is a natural kind of a a gathering of um, of sympathy and empathy for any family who's who's lost a number of uh, a number of family members like it like in this case and like in others and you will generally see and uh, I have always seen even in the most remote areas and even in areas where the victims of of um of tragedies like this uh, are not uh, you know, they, they might not have grown up in the area. They might have just been visitors to the area or in the area for a short time. Blow-ins, I suppose, is what what we call them, isn't it? When when you're you're talking about people who have moved to an area, and it doesn't matter because the the communities always do seem to gather together. Uh, I think it's a way of expressing their own grief primarily, um, and to help each other try and understand what's going on and and how to deal with this situation, but also uh, to to give some element of, of comfort to the families affected. And you will always see that gathering, that unity within a community and that desire to assist and help in any way they can. And of course, thoughts go out to the older siblings. I mean, this is this is terrible. They've they've lost a younger brother and sister. Yeah, life can never be the same again for 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 these families, and and that's the the unfortunate reality of these situations. And you know, I, I think any any community that opens itself to uh, to surrounding these people with support. It not only helps the family involved, but it helps the wider community too, because everyone is hurting. Obviously, the families are hurting the most and they're the ones who need the most support. Generally, what I have found, 
anytime I've visited situations like this around the country over the years is that that support is there and it kind of it kind of comes from nowhere and it comes from everywhere at the same time. There doesn't seem to be a meeting first to decide, will we do this? Will we not? It just seems to be organic. It just seems to happen. It's just a natural emotional response to a situation. And the family have um, asked for privacy today now with the funeral underway and, you know, the, the family gathering afterwards. Their grieving is made all the more difficult by the fact that a spotlight is on them. Yeah, it's it's a difficult situation because look, Gardaí have an investigation ongoing and they're appealing for witnesses. So, you know, naturally there has to be an element of uh, exposure and coverage of a story like this because it's it's vital that answers are found. And because of that, Gardaí will make appeals and therefore the public become informed of this situation and they become you know, th- there is a kind of an there, there's a natural interest um, and, and almost a curiosity, although that doesn't seem like the right word, but there is a kind of a, a, a desire to to try and find out more uh, for, from anybody around the country. And it's it's really in a way to try and to try and understand what happened. You know, naturally, people are going to be wondering what happened here and, and why did it happen and how could it be prevented and could we stop it happening again? So, as you say, look, there is a kind of a spotlight on a case like this. And that's only natural because, as I say, Gardaí are looking for witnesses, they're looking for information. Uh, so so therefore they have to they have to, um, you know, they have to make public appeals for information. So people do become aware of these things. And yet at the center of it all, you have a family who are suffering an absolutely tragic grief. Uh, two very, very young children who who have lost their lives. And I mean, like, you know, the family issued photographs the other day of Thelma and, and Mikey, and they just look like any other kids you'd see around the country. They're, you know, smiling, eating ice cream, sitting in the tailgate of the family car somewhere. Uh, we saw, saw photographs of them out on a kind of a paddleboard on the sea. Little kids having adventures. And we can all associate with that because if we don't have kids ourselves, we have relatives who have kids who are kind of that age as well. We all know children. We all know young kids. And to see that happen to anybody and to any family is, is, is a terrible tragedy. And yet this family will be trying to grieve for that situation and for Mikey and for Thelma. And at the same time, there is that element of public spotlight on the incident that led to their deaths. And uh, you mentioned the criminal investigation and and Garda Commissioner Drew Harris confirmed this himself earlier in the week. What do we know about this so far? What would an investigation look like this, Connor? And I'm not expecting you to be an expert on this and also aware that we have to be quite careful yeah. in, in what we say. Any investigation like this will revolve around forensics and interviews. And that will be the basis of it. Um, the car will have been removed from the scene and forensically examined. The man who came across the uh, the incident, the truck driver who helped, he'll be interviewed. Anybody who passed by will be interviewed. Um, you know, the Gardaí, from the outset, they have to consider that there is any number of scenarios could result in this particular incident. So they will have gone to the ends of the earth to try and make sure that they have every particular scenario boxed off. So I know that the the house where, where Lynn lived with, with her husband and, and the two kids uh, in, in Rathowen, 
that was searched as well and material may have been taken from there. We don't know, but certainly the residence was searched. The car will be examined. The scene will be forensically examined. Witnesses, any witnesses will be interviewed um, and you know, there'll be a wider door-to-door inquiries and then inquiries through the schools as well to try and reach out to other parents who who may or may not be able to shine any particular light on a situation. The guards have to consider that there's multiple possibilities as to why this happened and it's up to them to start the search wide and narrow it down and, and focus it according to what information comes to light during their investigations. And uh, what we do know is that it's a very, very sad time for the local community in and around Multifarnham, and we're all thinking of them. Yeah, absolutely. And my thanks there to Conor Fian, news reporter in the Irish Independent. I'm Siobhan Maguire, and today's episode was presented and produced by myself, researched by Garrett Mulhall, with sound by Gavin Hennessy. Archive clips from RTE and independent.ie. If you enjoy the Indo Daily, please like, follow, or leave us a review.